0: Welcome to the C3 Church Watson Podcast. Our vision is to connect you to Jesus, develop you as a follower of Christ, and empower you to build the church. We hope you are blessed by this week's message. So this series is all about discipleship. Matthew uh, 28 says this, Jesus came and told his disciples, I have been given all authority in heaven and on earth. Therefore, go and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I have given you, and be sure of this, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Thank you, Father, for your word. Thank you, Lord, that your word is is powerful. Lord, that it is true. Lord, that it is the foundation that we stand on. God, I thank you that as I speak today, Lord, that it would be your words and not mine. Lord, we need your word. Father, I pray, Lord, that our hearts would be open to all that you have for us today. In Jesus' name. Amen. Jesus' last words to his disciples was that was that that scripture that I read. They were instructions for them about how he wanted them to spend time after he left them. I want you to take what I've given you, and I want you to spend time and energy teaching others to become my disciples. I want you to actively make followers of me. Follow at Jesus. You know, social media handles and following people became something that we do on social media platforms. But before that, Jesus was unashamedly telling people to follow him. There's a little picture I want to show you that I stole from Nikki Gumbel. this is Jesus. I literally want you to follow me. More than just hitting a button and noticing what the person you follow is doing, Jesus wants you to actually follow him. Mark four nineteen, he said, follow me and I will make you fishers of people. Luke five twenty seven. 27, he, it says this, Later, as Jesus left the town, he saw a tax collector named Levi sitting at the tax collector's booth. Follow me and be my disciple, Jesus said to him. Follow me and let me be the biggest influence in your life. That's what it means to follow Jesus. To let him be the biggest influence in your life. Have you heard of the word influencer? Yeah. These people make their living on social media platforms with lots of followers. And their job is to influence their followers to use certain products or to do certain things. And these influencers have authority in the lives of the people who are following them. Another word for a follower is a disciple, these influencers have disciples. I was reading an ABC article during the week because I spent a lot of time lying down. I don't know if you read it, but it was uh, social media content creators known as Finfluencers. Who read that? Yeah. I never knew there was a Finfluencer, but there is. They're hugely popular with young people. They talk about money, budgeting, investing, but most often don't have a financial licence. Great. <laughs> so ATSIC are cracking down on unlicensed finfluencers. They could end up in jail. They could get a $1 million fine if they don't shut down. In 2021, 28% of young people said they followed at least one finfluencer. Of those, 64% reported to having changed at least one of their financial behaviours as a result. Isn't that interesting? Yes. Our world is into following. Our world is into these influencers. But I tell you what... There are a lot of influences in the world today. In fact, we are all influences within our own spheres, but there is only, there, there is no one alive, past, present or future who has or will ever influence the world in the way Jesus has. We have before Christ and after Christ because of him. My son who did this tells me that those figures up there about followers is is true. 2.38 billion followers. That's how many followers people are following Jesus in the world today. That's exciting. And so Jesus boldly and unashamedly says to every person, come. Come and follow me. I'm better for you than any so-called influencer you may find. He says, come, come, come and see who I am because I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. I have come that you might have life. He issues that invitation to every person and no one is excluded. And there are two guys in the Bible who were followers or disciples of a guy called John the Baptist. You may have heard of him. And their names were John and Andrew and they were part of John the Baptist's team. They were Team John. And John the Baptist was a really great guy. And he, he, he was Jesus' cousin. And his job was to prepare the way for Jesus. But when, you know, they were Team John until they saw Jesus. When they saw Jesus, they couldn't help themselves. They left John the Baptist and they followed Jesus. John 1.38 says, Jesus looked around and saw them following What do you want, he asked them. They replied, Rabbi, which means teacher. Where are you staying? Strange question. See, that wasn't the usual question Jesus was asked. Most people who met Jesus asked him for food, or they asked him for healing, or they asked him for a miracle, or they asked him to solve something. These guys wanted more than that. And I love that about them. They wanted to know him. They wanted to study him. They wanted to follow him. They wanted to see him. That right there is the heart of a disciple, to know, to study, to follow. And that's what Jesus is asking of us. What did he say to this stranger request? Verse 39 says, he said, come and see. It was about four o'clock in the afternoon when they went with him to the place where he was staying and they remained with him the rest of the day. Okay, if that's what you want, come and see. He invited them. The invitation today to us, no matter whether you're following Jesus or not, is come and see. Come closer. Come closer. You may think you know me, but you don't know me enough. You may think you've seen what I can do, but you haven't seen anything yet. You may think, I don't, it doesn't matter what you think, there is more. Come closer. Come and see. Come and see for yourself. He's an open book. He's, he's not hiding anything. Let me influence your life. Let me change your life for the better. That is the invitation that Jesus gives everyone here is an important truth that we all need to remind ourselves of. Who we follow, who we allow to influence us, the people we hitch our wagon to in life will have a huge impact on who we are and who we become and what we achieve. I did a wedding a few weeks ago and, and I talked about in that wedding that our, our purpose is connected to finding our people Finding our person. The most important, ultimate first person to find, to follow, is Jesus. And he issues the invitation, follow me. And when he says, follow me, he, it comes with something else. He says, follow me and I will make you. I will make you. I will make you into the person that I have purpose for you to be. And when I say he will make us into someone, you know, I'm not talking about someone famous or rich or this or that necessarily. Maybe he will. I don't know. I'm saying he will make us into the person he created us to be. Our creator knows exactly who we really are and what he has for us. Psalm 139 says this, you made all the delicate inner parts of my body and knit me together in my mother's womb. Thank you for making me so wonderfully complex. And every female said. (laughs) And every husband said, dear God help me. (sighs) Sorry, back to the Bible. Your workmanship is marvelous. How well I know it. You watched me as I was being formed in utter seclusion As I was woven together in the dark of of the womb, you saw me before I was born. Every day of my life was recorded in your book. Every moment was laid out before a single day had passed. One of the most spectacular things that can happen in life is for us to be free enough to live our life true to who we have been created to be rather than living someone else's expectations for us. Following Jesus is how this happens. You know, in my group, my, my group, yes, it's called a group, <laughs> we're talking about this in my group at the moment, about how following Jesus frees us from living under the expectations of other people, because a lot of us live under expectations of other people. And there's that beautiful story in, um, with David and Goliath, which we talked about the last time we met, where David was going to face Goliath. And you may know the story. And before he went to go to face Goliath, Saul, the king, put his armour on Goliath. And David said this. David put it on, strapped the sword over it, took a step or two to see what it was like. For he had never worn such a thing before. I can't go in these. He protested to Saul. I'm not used to them. So David took them off. And I think the, the, the more we follow Jesus, the, the more we lean into Jesus, the more we are able to take off the stuff that people like to put on us, or the expectations that we think people might have for us or we might have for ourselves. Some of you just need to take some stuff off today, some stuff that other people may have put on you, some stuff that you may have been carrying for a long time. So once we say yes to Jesus, once we decide to follow him from that moment, our purpose is twofold. We do all we can to allow him to be the one who has the biggest impact in our life. Who has the biggest impact in your life? That's my question today. Who is it? You know, there are a lot of. I have people in my life who have a a, a very large impact on me. My husband, obviously, my children, my mentors, coaches, and they are good impacts. But we can have people that have bad impact on our, a bad impact on our life that we are following, that are influencing us. I think of peer pressure. I think of people pleasing. You know who they are. Maybe there's someone in your life at the moment who is really taking you down the wrong path. It's something to think about. How do we allow Jesus to be the one who has the biggest impact on our life? Well, he said it in Matthew 28, 20. Teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I have given you. Teach these new disciples. Teach them to obey all the commands I have given you. It's not very popular though, is it? To actually let someone speak into your life, especially when you don't want to do it. Has anyone found that? Yeah, I found that. This is really the overarching purpose of our life once we become a follower of Christ. Disciples do do what Jesus says even when they don't understand why. The beautiful thing is that obedience does enjoy some great outcomes But you know there are also times when it doesn't. But the outcomes aren't the primary reason why we obey God. We obey God because we aren't living for ourselves, we're living for him. That's why we do it. I told a story about a month ago here about a house sale that we settled on just last week. And I was telling a group of pastors a couple of weeks ago the story. And I don't want to go through the story again, but I got to the end because I got to the end of the story and one of the pastors looked at me and she said, well, that's not a very good ending. (laughs) Because it depends how you look at it. And I said... But it was the right ending. (laughs) Because obedience doesn't, yeah, we did what what God told us to do. So it was the right ending. How are you going with allowing Jesus to be the one who has the biggest impact and influence in your life? That's a question I have for you today. The second thing, once we become a disciple, is we do all we can to help others to become disciples of Jesus as well. And this starts before people come to know Christ. This starts with the people we're working with or going to school with or are friends with who don't know Christ yet. Do you know the most powerful way of doing this? It's our personal testimony. It's living life in such a way that people notice that we are different and when they ask us why, we tell them the story of how we follow Christ. I love that the disciples did this. 1 John 1, we proclaim to you the one who existed from the beginning, whom we have heard and seen with our own eyes. We touched him with our own hands. He is the word of life. John said, guys, we touched him. We saw him. We heard him. We can tell you about him. 2 Peter 1.16 says, For we are not making up clever stories when we told you about the powerful coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. We saw his majestic splendour with our own eyes. Personal testimony. We heard him, we saw him. He changed our lives. You can't take that away from me. That that is the most powerful way that we make disciples of Christ. We have a, a beautiful family in our church. I was talking to the um, the mum a couple of weeks ago, and she was telling me this story. Her son invited uh, his girlfriend to church. Not a believer. Came to our church. Thought it was okay. Go us. <laughs> um, he moved. She's still in this city. And uh, so the mum gave her a Bible. And she was like, oh, yeah, I'm not really, not really interested. But she said, well, just, you know, read John, the Gospel of John. And she gave her the Bible. And unbeknownst to, this, to mum, the, the girl started reading the Bible. And she just couldn't put it down. She just couldn't put it down. Then the mum invited her to one of our groups that was running recently. And she's reading the Bible and she's coming to one of our groups. And she said to the mum, you know, I I was just so surprised when I went to that group because all of those Christians, I thought they'd be mean. But they're not mean. They're really fun. They're really lovely. Do you know she's made a decision to accept Christ and become... How exciting is that? How wonderful is that? That's what God does. But we're part of it. Invited to church, gave her a Bible, brought her to group, having conversations. Now she's preaching to the boyfriend. That's what I found out last night. The other way that we do this discipleship thing is We, obey, as we obey Christ, we can encourage others to obey Christ. One Corinthians eleven verse one says, "And you should imitate me, just as I imitate Christ." If we are following Christ, then we can say, "Come, come and come with me." Okay, where are, where's where are the band? There they are, beautiful people. So how are you going with helping others to become a disciple of Christ? How are you going with having Christ as your greatest influence? How are you going as helping others become a disciple of Christ? Because this is why we're here. Here. On earth still. Is to do the last thing that Jesus asked of us. Go therefore and make disciples, teaching them to obey all that I have commanded you. That's why we're here. Thanks for listening. We hope to see you in church again this weekend. To find out more about our church, find us online at c3churchwatson.com.